0: Hi, it's Mr Ploose here and what I want to do today is to do a, a nuts and bolts approach to people in economic activity and viticulture and specifically the factors affecting the nature, spatial patterns and the future directions of global viticulture and the winemaking industry. There are a number of um, biophysical factors that play an influential role in determining the character of a specific wine. The characteristics of the soil, the slope, the aspect and climate influence the type of wine that is produced and the character of the wine let's take climate to start with climate factors determine the spatial distribution of the grape growing on a global scale climate determines the length of the growing season the rate of plant growth and the quantity and quality of the fruit within a range of different climates certain species are best able to tolerate more specific climate types and this has led to the development of new world and old world wines as well. Climate has a number of sub-elements to it so you've got to take into account temperature. The ideal temperature we know is about 19 degrees for white grapes and 21 degrees for red grapes. If the average is below 10 degrees celsius the vines don't produce the grapes suitable for wine making. At the ideal temperature, the grapes produce sugar needed for the plant growth, which influences the flavour and the colour of the wine, and then I it guess its assailability as well. Another fact of climate is sunlight. The level of solar radiation determines the rate of photosynthesis that occurs, and the plant growth is influenced by the sunlight that the plant receives. That's why they tend to be on the sunny slopes rather than the, um, in Australia at the very least, the south facing slopes. The aspect of the slope is crucial. In the southern hemisphere, as I said, the north facing is the key thing to do. But remember, if you're looking at Europe, the south facing slopes are the ones that are preferred. Another factor to consider in relation to climate is wind. Excessive wind speeds damage the grapes. It's pretty logical. But winds also cause erosion, remove topsoil, expose root systems. And that exposure means the vine has less ability to obtain moisture from the soil, as it stunts as vine growth. Vine growth. Another factor that's a big issue in um, wine making regions is um, frost. Vines are damaged when the top temperature drops below minus one degree Celsius. This hot, often happens in our case in um, autumn and early spring, or at the bud burst period, which is a bad time, bad time for it to happen. Another element of climate that you need to consider is they tend to need, uh, it's rainfall, and they tend to need about 700 millimetres of rainfall a year. The majority of wine areas in Australia receive less than this, so that's where technological support's required, I guess, to um, have irrigation, drip irrigation. And so also, it's not also about the volume of water, it's also about its reliability and its viability when it's available. Heavy rainfall is no good either. It can cause major problems. It can erode the soil, damage and even strip the ripening fruit from the vines and promote development of disease which creates another series of problems that you need to fix up. So they're the main elements of climate as a factor. Another factor you need to consider is topography or the landform features. Uh, climate plays a role in determining the minor character of the grapes and thus the wine. Topography also has an impact on that as well. For example, elevation, how high you are above sea level. Aspect, the direction at which the slope is facing. And the ability of the, the vineyard to make use of elevation and aspect to produce the wine. So there's certain areas of valleys that are more suitable for grey wine than others. So they tend to be located on the undulating and the steeply sloping land facing the sun. and They're often planted in contour banks to prevent abrasion and reduce the intake of water from rainfall with gullies between them so the water can run off. Another factor that you need to consider is soil. The soil depends on the parent material, that's the rock beneath the surface that has been broken up over thousands if not millions of years and then also related to that is the physical and chemical and biological weathering that occurs and that creates the soil that's required. Basically, soils for viticulture are generally fertile and deep. The deep soil assists with the development of the wines the vine's root system. A shallow and drier soil is better for producing quality wines. Soils depend on the character, okay, of the water supply, the temperature, um, the amount of soil. All those factors in relation to soil influence the growing of grapes. Another factor that you need to consider for um, wine making is pests and disease. The aphid, a p h i d. Um, it's a, it's a major source of damage to um, grapes all over the world, particularly in France. Um, basically, plantations that were affected by the aphids were um, lost a lot of productivity. It's another few other names for it. Um, my pronunciation is not very good here, but it's known today. it's a specific species in North American um, called the phylloxia. Which is Phyloxera, and it caused these vineyards in North America to fail. So it causes a disease that is fatal to the European varieties of wines. So there's a few things there on that front. Um, there are several theories why Phyloxera was ignored and possibly caused the disease that resulted in the failure of many, 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 many vineyards. Basically what happened was people weren't paying attention to the issues that were causing the disease and they needed to be addressed. So it's important not to have your head in the sand over issues. Another factor that influences the growing of wine, which tends to be more away from the biophysical factors, are social and cultural factors. The global pattern of wine consumption is changing. Per capita consumption is falling and the traditional wine consuming countries of France, Italy and Spain but it's increasing in countries such as UK, United States, Canada, Russia and Asia. The increase in wine consumption has largely been at the expense of other beverages such as beer and spirits rather than a net increase in alcohol consumption per person. And it also the social cultural factors are also influenced by the level and the rate of income growth. Rising income and changing preferences encourage and depend on um, people having in come to actually buy the wine but also their preference to grow buy wine. Demand in Russia and China is driven by the middle class and the middle class have got more money and this money is important for them to um, improve the quality of their life and part of improving the quality of their life is to take advantage of those things that they wouldn't normally do if they're earning, earning big money. So this gradual Westernisation of um, non-European cultures is bringing more and more people into the um, consum- consumption areas of wine. French, Italian, and Spanish consumers, for example, have cut their wine consumption over several decad- decades, despite rising incomes. So you can see there's a difference between the consumption of wine between the rich worlds and the poor world. Um, There's also this idea of, so for social cultural um, factors, that this process of cultural convergence. This is where, with the advances in communication and trade, cultures are converging together and they have similar tastes. So it's it's made possible by marketing techniques that sell wine globally to a global market. Also another factor that influences um, viticulture and wine making is the age structure of the population. Rates of wine consumption is the highest in the 35 to 65 year old age group. The number of young people and proportion of people who drink wine are critical to the future of the industry so that would indicate there's a need for marketing to occur for the younger age group if they want to expand wine production in those areas. And then another factor to consider also is the changing consumer tastes and lifestyle expectations. Wine has increasingly been adopted as the most appropriate um, alcoholic beverage to drink in homes and restaurants. So there are a whole lot of factors there that we need to consider when we're looking at the um, dinner culture and the growing of uh, making of wine and the growing of grapes. That's little summary is by no means conclusive and probably it needs to be backed up with further research of up-to-date examples but hopefully that sort of 10 minutes or so of me covering the factors affecting the nature, spatial patterns and the future directions of wine gives you a starting point to look at things. Remember link each of the factors to the nature, spatial patterns and future and you should have the basis of some decent facts for short answer questions and or um, essays. Alright, that's all for me now. Ten minutes is enough of me talking. Bye for now.